the Lord, everybody, and welcome to a Tuesday night Bible study. We're glad that you've joined us here at Pipeful Apostolic Church for another midweek Bible study. We have our midweek Bible study on Tuesday evenings, and we have that at 7.30 p.m. every Tuesday evening. And uh, we pray that everybody had a great Christmas. We had a great Christmas. Of course, we uh, got to spend time uh, with my daughter and granddaughters and all the family. So uh, we uh, traveled down to my daughter's house. She had surgery uh, just a few days ago. And so we had to travel down there for uh, Christmas and just had a great time with everybody down there. And uh, we hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you got to spend it with family and friends and loved ones and had plenty to eat. And, uh, well, if you didn't get the gift you wanted, there's always next year. But, uh, you know, even though Christmas is a time of giving, sometimes uh, we uh, emphasize too much on the giving and getting, or maybe I should say too much on the getting and not so much on the giving. Uh, but uh, I'm glad that uh, the Lord gave his all so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. But uh, if you traveled, I hope that you had safe travels. Hope you didn't have any breakdowns or any complications. And uh, we traveled down uh, Friday for my daughter's surgery. And then we uh, went back down on uh, Monday, that was yesterday, uh, for Christmas. And so we had a great time. Christmas uh, Day, just me and my wife, we just kind of just, you know, ate some chicken and dumplings for Christmas dinner. Uh, but anyway, we had a great Christmas and hope you did too. And uh, we were looking forward to getting back on schedule now with our Tuesday night Bible studies at 7.30, our, uh, our regular service at 2 p.m. on Sundays. And one of the things that we do want to make mention of is our announcements and upcoming events. Uh, I just got contacted today uh, by Brother Hawkinsmith. Uh, asking if we at Pipeful Apostolic Church would host a um, section rally, and that'll be on Friday, October the 11th at 7.30 p.m., so we're looking forward to that. Also, coming up, we have the CAC New Year's Eve celebration. You might want to just load up and come on over for that because we always have a great time uh, there at CAC. And also, you see on our um, on our announcements that uh, we will be having PAC foot washing, communion and foot washing, not commution. <laughs> well, looky there. Sometimes, you know, spelling is is a challenge for me. So uh, let's see if I can uh, if I can get those things kind of uh, straightened up there because we don't want it to be commution. It's communion and foot washing. And uh, that will be on the 7th of January. Uh, So we want to remind everybody that'll be uh, Sunday, January the 7th at 2 p.m. So we will be having a special communion. And now that we have hot water in the building, we're going to have not only communion, but we're going to have foot washing. So we want you to be a part of all of that. So uh, come on out and be with us. That'll be on the 7th at 2 p.m. Our section rally will be in October 
And you might as well write that down because that's a few months away, but it'll be here before you know it. And then Sunday, December the 31st, that's this Sunday, we are going to be having our watch night service, our New Year's Eve service, if you will. And uh, we always have a great time as we gather together. We have testimonies. We talk about the good things the Lord's done. And he blessed us through another year. So we're going to see all of that and talk about all that. And then we're looking forward to the new year. And when the new year rings in at 12 you know, o'clock, we are going to be worshiping shouting and praising and giving the Lord the glory. So come on out and be with us. That will be at CAC, and that will be this coming uh, Sunday, and that will be from 9 to after midnight. So keep that in mind. Well, let's see what else we got going on here that we can talk about. Uh, Of course, we uh, want to remind everyone that we will be having uh, some uh, things through the year that we're going to be scheduling, some revivals and other things, but um, uh, that will be announced as we get closer to those dates. Also, uh, I will be preaching for Brother James Chesser in Charleston, West Virginia, this uh, coming uh, Friday. Yeah, just uh, what is today? Tuesday? Yeah. So just a few days away, I'll be in Charleston, West Virginia, preaching for Brother James Chesser. So looking forward to being with him. If you've never been to his church in Charleston, I haven't been yet. He's been to our church several times. Been uh, He preached for PAC, I don't know at the times, and then also CAC. And so uh, we, we are well acquainted with Brother Chesser. He is the men's director of the Assembly of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, we certainly appreciate his work that he is doing. Uh, with the men's department, and we are looking forward to being in service with him. That's this Friday at 7 p.m. And so uh, it's the uh, church, if you remember a few years back when the airport slid in at Charleston Airport, uh, that was the church that got demolished by the slide-in. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was Brother Chester's church. And so now uh, they're getting things back together. They're uh, back in a, in a building now, and they're doing some things and having some uh, recovery services uh, for, uh, you know, people who have been uh, either arrested or uh, maybe uh, some uh, – bondage they've been in or something like that. And it's just a great, great time. And I think that's what Friday service is going to be about also. So you want to come and be with us. Uh, I would appreciate it. Uh, You don't have to, but I know it's a long trip to Charleston, West Virginia uh, from uh, Elkhorn City and all the areas that people live, Prestonburg and and Pikeville and and all those areas. It is a little of a journey, but it would be great to see everybody. That'll be this coming Friday at 7 o'clock, and that is uh, with Brother James Chesser. And uh, I should have looked up the name of his church and the address and put that on there, but I did not. So forgive me, and uh, I will try to do better next time. Uh, well, let's see uh, what else we got. Uh, we got our announcements in. Of course, we do have our prayer requests, and our prayer requests are always uh, something that we like to uh, just uh, look at and and uh, and kind of uh, you know uh, 
put it out there for all of us to be praying about. Because all of us, uh, you know, may have everything going well our way, but then others who are sick or afflicted uh, may be going through some things. Uh, I do want to make mention that uh, I had uh, Brother Everett Lett on uh, on our list, and uh, he passed away uh, Christmas Day. And uh, I, I think as I think more about that, it's only fitting uh, because he truly loved the Lord, uh, and that's what he lived for. And he passed away um, in the early hours of the morning on Christmas Day. And uh, they are having his funeral this Friday, and that uh, that kind of uh, kept me from being able to go down. Uh, you know, I've been preaching their revivals and their homecomings. Um, I'm going to say at least uh, 27, 28 years maybe a little longer. And uh, so, um, you know, a, a good friend uh, has uh, has helped me, uh, you know, uh, to stay connected. Uh, and uh, every year he would just tell me, you know, are you going to be able to come down? And I'd always get that call. It was always on a Sunday morning. And uh, he would call me before I would go to church, and he would say, uh, Brother Richard, are you going to be able to come down and be with us this, uh, this year? And, uh, before he even tells me the dates, I say, yes, sir, I'll be right there because I always set those, uh, times apart for, uh, the church at, at its own Lynn gardens out, out in gravelly road and, uh, forest lane, if you will. And, uh, it's going to be, uh, sad to, uh, uh, not see him there uh, this year, this coming year. But um, you know what? His race is run. His course is finished. And uh, I take I take comfort in knowing that. So uh, with that said, remember the Everett Lett family. Also, you see on our prayer list, uh, my brother, James McKinney Jr., remember him in prayer. He was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and uh, he needs a touch in his life and a healing in his life and strength. Also, we want to remember uh, these as they scroll. We want to remember Isaac Hunter, Roxanne Blankenship, her husband, Billy Blankenship, Shannon Pruitt, Janice Davis, Mike Davis, Joan Dotson, Robbie Keithley, Tommy Briggs, Beatrice Briggs, Tommy Briggs Jr., Karen Kelly, and Samara Hensley. And if you have a prayer request or something that you would like to uh, kind of, uh, you know, put in the chat room, the comment section, you can also call in at 606-262-7000, or you can email those to prayer at pipeforapostolic.org or pastor at pipeforapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up the service tonight. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity you've given us once again to be gathered with all the precious people at Pipeful Apostolic Church and to start another and kind of end this year and start another year with them, Lord. I'm thankful for that. I pray that you would continue to bless Pipeful Apostolic Church, that we will continue to do great things for you.
I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one that has a need, whether it's a spiritual, physical, or mental uplifting they need, that you will bring healing to their bodies, healing to their minds, and and that you will just continue to give people direction in their life. I pray, Lord, that you would touch those that have COVID, those, Lord, that have uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, those that have uh, different uh, uh, medical problems and and, uh, things that have just plagued their body. I pray, Lord, that you will just begin to bring healing, comfort, and deliverance. And Lord, we ask for your blessings on this uh, broadcast, upon this service, and upon Pipeful Apostolic Church as we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And again, me and my wife would like to uh, say that we appreciate all the cards and gifts and well wishes that we have received from all of you at Pipeful Apostolic Church uh, through the Christmas, uh, uh, not only last service we had, but also through the Christmas uh, break. And we certainly appreciate that so much. Well, I'm going to attempt to sing a song tonight and uh, kind of get that uh, in the... Uh, in the uh, iPad going here because I want to uh, kind of get us um, um, thinking about because of who he is. You know, uh, a lot of people still look at Jesus as a babe in a manger. They look at him as a young boy at 12 years old that was, uh, you know, uh, I guess doing things uh, for um, their uh the priest, astounding, I, I should say, the priest and all of that. But I want to uh, kind of get us in that uh, frame of mind to know uh, because of who he is. Uh, you know, uh, when I think about who he is, uh, I don't I don't think about um, so much the babe in the manger. I don't think so much about a 12-year-old boy. I think about my Savior, my King the mighty God, uh, the Prince of Peace, um, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace, I worship you because of who you are. of who you are I give you glory because of who you are I give you praise because of who you are I will lift my voice and say Lord I worship you because of who you are Lord I worship you because of who you are 
Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom. My Prince of Peace And I worship you Because of who you are Yes, I worship you Because of who you are Jehovah Jireh my provider, Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace, and I worship you. Of who you are, who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Yes, I worship you because of who you are. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Nisi, Lord you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom, my prince of peace and I worship you because of who you are yes I worship you because of who you are well because of who he is that's why I worship him I think about who he is, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Um, he is king of kings, lord of lords. He's everything you need. He's everything I need, and that's why I worship him. I don't have to have a reason to worship him. I worship him because of who he is. Amen. Well, I guess you could call that a reason, but uh, after all, we understand that uh, 
some people say, well, I got to have a reason to do this, or I got to have a reason to do that. And then they find out, well, the uh, thing that they don't understand is you don't have to have a reason. Just knowing how worthy he is, knowing how worthy he is of our worship and our praise. And uh, so we want to jump into kind of piggybacking off of our uh, Christmas lessons that we had the last time that we uh, had a a, a midweek Bible study. And I want to kind of just piggyback off of that just for a moment, because have you ever noticed that during Christmas time, it is a time when a lot of um, people feel burdened down, depressed, overwhelmed, uh, left out, uh, feeling like that uh, they don't belong, they have nothing, they have no one to turn to. Well, it's during the the holiday seasons that it's been a proven uh, fact that a lot of suicide rates go up and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, other uh, things happen like drinking and drugs and other things uh, in excess uh, because this time of year, it seems instead of people being happy that it's about the Lord and his birth and, and what he came to do, it's like people are more wrapped up in what they've lost in life and what is troubling them in life. Now, I wonder if we could just take just a moment in this midweek Bible study and kind of lay aside all of our worries, lay aside all of the things that bother us, all the things that may have pressed you down. Maybe you've been going through this day, the day after Christmas, and realize you got a credit card bill that's way bigger than you expected it to be, and Maybe you're going through this day thinking, well, now that I've eaten all the leftovers, uh, now I've got to start cooking again. Whatever is pressing you down, I want you just to kind of shove it to the side and lay it to the side because I really feel that tonight uh, we are going to receive something that's going to help us all uh, to give God glory in the highest. And, um, so I want to uh, I want to go to uh, Luke chapter two and verse number ten. Luke chapter two and verse number ten, and I'm going to read just a few verses here, uh, ten through fourteen. So it's not too many verses, but I want to read just these few verses here, and then we'll get right into the study tonight. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to, and everybody say, all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Isn't that a great salutation? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, that's where we're at, on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Well, 
I want to uh, talk to us today, and of course, I want to just title this, uh, Even at My Lowest, I Will Give Him Glory in the Highest. Even at My Lowest, I Will Give Him Glory in the Highest. Let's go to the Lord in prayer once more as we study tonight, and we pray it'll be a blessing to you. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way tonight, that as we study your word, that we will take the word that you have given us, the hope you have given us, the joy you have given us, and that we will overcome all the things that try to tear down our joy and our happiness and our contentment. And Lord, I pray that you would help every child as well as every adult to receive this salutation that you are Savior and that we can have peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. I was looking at um, some of the uh, scriptures, and uh, I wanted to kind of give us a, another version of what I just read to you. Uh, and one of the things that uh, um, it, it is, uh, I guess, in reference to is what the angel, uh, you know, the heavenly host, if you will, the angel said unto them, fear not. That is the first thing the angel said unto them. I would like to pass that on to you at Pipeful Apostolic Church. Fear not. Doesn't matter what we go through. Doesn't matter what we're up against. Doesn't matter this uh, season of uh, maybe challenges and things that maybe uh, brings bad memories. Sometimes people have bad memories of childhood, of adulthood, of things that happened to them. Uh, you know, uh, I could go back and start talking about, uh, you know, the first Christmas without my mom when I was 12, or I could, you know, dwell on the first Christmas without my dad or without my stepmom or without my oldest sister. I, I could go into all of those things. And my mother-in-law, uh, who was like a, uh, another mother to me, and uh, my father-in-law, I mean, I could go into all those things and uh, maybe get a little down, maybe, maybe sit around and, and just think after Christmas, well, the, uh, I look over to my left and the Christmas tree is still up, the lights are still on, uh, the decorations are still hanging, but there's no presents under the tree. There's, there's not one present under that tree, I don't think there is, not one present under that tree, and so it's just a decorated ornament now in the house. But thinking about that, we could sit around and we could just be kind of looking at an empty Christmas tree, uh, you know, sitting around by ourselves. Maybe all the kids have gone off and done other things and grandkids are out and about. And uh, maybe we're just sitting here on a Tuesday night, listening to a pastor, try to encourage us and we're just sitting around, looking around, saying, you know, it's it's hard to be happy. It's hard to be content. It's hard to um, not fear. 
Because after all, you know, uh, someone was saying just the other day, and this is not to place fear in anyone's heart, but someone was predicting the other day that the same thing that happened when Hamas went into uh, into Jerusalem, into uh, Israel rather, and uh, and did horrific things. I mean, now they're just coming out with the extent of what they did, and it's horrific. Um, and uh, they begin to predict that that same thing through all of the uh, people coming in that we don't know who's coming into the country, where they're going, that they could pull the same thing in America. And we would almost think that was unfathomable. Uh, there's no way that that's not going to happen. But in our day, it could happen. But I want to hear what the angel said when it just simply said, fear not. Fear not. Um, one of the great speakers of our time began to say, that we don't have anything to fear, but fear itself. So, you know, sometimes um, fear is a paralyzing thing. It uh, brings people to a halt. Uh, you might be sitting tonight thinking uh, with a fearful heart, uh, you know, what what are we going to do? Um, uh, what's going to happen if I lose my job? What's going to happen if I don't uh, get this promotion? What's going to happen if, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't have something work out that I've been praying about? What if it don't come through? And we just need those two words because the same authority of heaven is upon us. And therefore we can say, fear not. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Everything's going to be all right. Fear not, the Lord's going to come through. Fear not, the Lord is with you. Fear not. You know, many times uh, the disciples were fearful, uh, you know, and afraid, and and the storms when they was out on the uh, Sea of Galilee and different places, uh, uh, you know, storms came and winds blew, and uh, sometimes they found themselves hungry, and sometimes they found themselves without money. Uh, but Jesus always provided, didn't he? He, he stands out on the, on the bow and says, peace be still. And the, and the sea calms, he, uh, tells them to open up a fish's mouth and they pull a coin out of it. How's that for providing for you when you have no money? You see, I think all of that is, is to show us that the Lord will come through even if it's unconventional in unconventional ways, even if it's in ways that you and me might not think that the Lord's going to come through, that there's no way it's going to happen. There's no way it's going to, uh, you know, um, come to fruition. But really, we just need to fear not. The Lord's always been our Savior. He's always been our help. He's always been our provider. Just like the song that I sung tonight, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shalom, my prince of peace, and I worship you because of who you are. Well, 
you know, um, when when I began to read this and, and kind of put this together tonight, <clears throat> I began to look at this, what the angel said unto those that um, that we find. Um, and, and, you know, I like to point out too, and maybe I mentioned this last time, uh, maybe I mentioned this uh, before, uh, the, um, the shepherds and the wise men were not together with Jesus at the same time. Shepherds came when he was born. Wise men came when most scholars agree he's about two years old, and now they're living in a house. So that is some of the differences uh, between uh, when they came. And sometimes we forget that details matter. Details matter. Um, details of his word matters. Whether it was the shepherds who were watching their flock by night and all of a sudden uh, they, they uh, go and they find the baby Jesus. Or whether it's wise men who brought gifts and found Jesus probably two years later. So each of them found him to be worthy of worship. Each of them found him to be worthy of worship. That's why when the angel said, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings. Now, good tidings is, is a, just a, a way of saying this. Um, in the New Living Translation, it says, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will be, bring great joy to all people. I've got something that's going to bring joy not only to you, but to all people. That's why we can sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. You see, when we start thinking about the joy that was pronounced upon mankind. It wasn't the joy. I mean, if you look around it at Mary and Joseph, they didn't have too much other than the birth of Jesus. Everybody gets happy when a baby's born. But think about before Jesus was born, the hours before he was born, <clears throat> we find that they're looking for a place, a comfortable place with a bed. They find none. That could be discouraging, right? They made a long trip. And how many knows when you make a long trip, you like to go to bed. You like to, if you're like me, that's like I came home late last night. I couldn't wait to get in my bed and just go to sleep. But think about making that long trip, and then you have to sleep, not in the comfort of a bed, but now you're, probably not even going to get any sleep because you're in a stable. Uh, animals are there. Uh, people's wrestling. Uh, you don't know, are you safe? Can you imagine all the things that might have been running through Mary and Joseph's mind? And remember, they were just young people. They weren't, uh, they weren't you know, in their 40s and 50s. <laughs> they were young people. And... Young people have a challenge in our day as it is. 
young people have a challenge um, in life, just trying to make ends meet, just trying to find a job, trying to get their education, trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, find their, their way in life. But if we will all start directing people to Jesus, that's where the true joy comes. That's where the true happiness comes. Because Mary and Joseph could have looked around and said, you know, here we are. We've traveled all this way. And why did they travel that way? To pay taxes. Yeah, to pay taxes. So they traveled all that way to do what their legal obligation is to do. And when they get there, they find that everything's booked up. Everything's booked up. No room in the inn. Everybody's in town to pay their taxes. The tax convention is going on. Everybody's in town paying their taxes. So we don't have any room for you. Can you imagine how discouraging that must have been? Maybe Joseph looked in Mary's eyes and said, it'll be all right. Maybe... Joseph looked at Mary and said, we'll make it somehow. Because I've learned one thing in life. You can make it when you think you can't. You can overcome when you think you're going under. You can survive when you think you're drowning. You can make it. It was a popular story. show years ago, uh, religious programming that uh, just had that little saying, you can make it. But truly, you can make it. We can do a lot more than we think we can. We can do a lot more than we think we can. So uh, thinking of Mary and Joseph's situation, of course, they must have been discouraged, no bed, no comfort. Here she is going to have this baby, and now she's out in the elements she just in a in a stable and uh, all of these things don't even have a place to lay her baby don't have a, a top nick unit to, to put the baby in uh you know nobody's gonna uh take the baby and and take care of it and get it ready and then bring it back in ever so often to so mary can feed it but the baby and mary and joseph are now in a stable and they're challenged, but I believe the birth brought joy, brought joy. And I believe that when, uh, you know, the shepherds heard the announcement, it brought joy. I believe even when the wise men saw the, saw the star, if you will, um, um, it brought joy. And the reason I want to continue on this theme is is because if we understand how to give God glory in the highest when we're simply low, depressed, overwhelmed, maybe we can pronounce this verse 14. And let me bring this back up for you. Glory to God in the highest and on earth Peace and goodwill, peace, goodwill toward men. I think about that, and you know, the great news, the good news that is a joy to all people was that 
unto you is born this day in the city of David a what? A Savior. That ought to bring joy to us. We have a Savior. Now, we might look and say, well, I've repented <clears throat> of my sins and I've, I've uh, you know, uh, lived for the Lord for many years. So, yeah, he's my Savior. He saved me from my sins. But think about him being your Savior every time you have a need. He's not just a Savior when you need forgiveness of sins. He's Savior every day, 365 and that one-fourth day a year. He's Savior when things are going good. He's Savior when things are going bad. He's Savior when you have a lot. He's Savior when you have nothing. His status as Savior does not change by what we are faced with. That's why we need to fear not, and that's why we need to receive this good news, this good news that's to all men, and that's why we too can proclaim glory to God in the highest. And of course, it's talking about um, if we could uh, look at it in the sense that it is written, it says, uh, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Well, here's what one version says, glory to God in the highest, in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased or those who will please him. Good will toward men. When I think about that, um, I think about how we too must not allow our surroundings to hinder us from recognizing him as Savior, as our help, our hope, our strength, our joy, a lot of things, I think, sometimes when we look at it, we 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 really um, <clears throat> sometimes just forget. I guess that's the easiest way I could say it. Forget that he is our Savior. He's my Savior from depression. He's my Savior from sadness. He's my Savior from being overwhelmed. He's my Savior from feeling like nobody cares. Because remember, at Christmas time, there's a lot of people that feel dejected, rejected, feel um, overwhelmed, burdened, depressed. And it's all setting thinking about what they don't have Instead of saying, I have a Savior. I'm not going to look at what I don't have. You know, truly, we are blessed. All of us can say we are blessed. We got food. I guarantee all of us can go to our cabinets and get something to eat, even if it's not what we want to eat, right? <laughs> so we all have things to eat. 
We all have clothes on our back. We have a roof over our head. But you know what? We can all look around and say, well, you know what? I don't live in the city or I don't have a big bank account or I don't have this going on or some people don't like me and and I, I live in a small town or I live in this and I'm going through that. And we could all just sit down and just be overwhelmed by what we're going through. But I want to just say, fear not, for we have a Savior. We have a Savior. That ought to bring joy because not only is it going to be glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men, we see that he is our joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, so we understand that. But looking at this in, in uh, coming to a close, because I don't want to keep much of your time tonight, um, the angel and the heavenly host were praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Now, sometimes when we are at our low points in life, it's hard to be thankful. It's hard to praise him. It's hard to worship. It's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to turn on a light. You know, one of the first signs of depression is that you want to sit in darkness. Yeah. You turn off all the lights and just sit in darkness. You don't want to, you don't want the lights on. You pull the curtains. I've seen people depressed and I'd go visit, but every light in the house would be off. You'd think they weren't home. All the curtains are pulled. And you walk in and you say, hey, anybody home? And you walk into a room and finally you see them sitting in a chair. And they won't tell you they're depressed and they won't tell you they're overwhelmed and they won't tell you they're, they've got a load that nobody understands what they're carrying. Oh, they'll say, oh, I'm just sitting here, you know, just resting. I'm just sitting here thinking. But if you know someone who this season has been depressed, overwhelmed, sad, feeling dejected, rejected, feeling like that life has somehow just let them down, tell them they have a Savior. Tell them they have a Savior. Tell them there is peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Tell them that Jesus will save them from not only their sins, but from every situation they face. Don't look at what you didn't get for Christmas. Look at what we got for Christmas. We got a savior. That's enough. I, me and my wife, uh, we haven't given gifts to each other at Christmas time, probably since our grandkids were very, very young. Uh, we just decided, you know, Hey, we buy stuff all year long and, uh, there's no use in us exchanging gifts and all of that. Uh, if I see something I think she likes, I'll buy it for her. Or if she sees something she likes, she'll buy it. Um, not saying that we go on a shopping spree every week, but I'm just saying that, that we quit 
exchanging gifts a long time ago. Um, and, and, you know, we take joy in seeing how our granddaughters respond to the gifts that we buy them, and, and that's where our joy is at. So a lot of times, you know, whether you're sacrificing something for yourself so that you can give somebody else something, Think about what Jesus did. That's exactly what happened. God gave of himself. He gave of himself. And because he did, we have a Savior. You may say, I didn't get anything for Christmas. I didn't get what I wanted. Or I just got a, a small, you know, gift. Think of what gift we've been given. There's this old, old, old movie um, that every year this time it comes on. It usually runs for about a week, maybe a little longer. And it's called It's a Wonderful Life. And in the storyline of It's a Wonderful Life, this man is is struggling. And, and in his struggles, he just can't wait to get away from that small town get away from the business that he knows is going under. He wants to get away from that small town and dreams big of places, places he wants to go, things he wants to do. But he finds himself stuck in that small town. Well, as the storyline goes, he begins to wish he had never been born. And so Clarence the angel comes and angel second class, I may add, comes and says, okay, you've never been born. And he went back and tried to pick up where he left off. But his mama didn't know him because he was never born. His brother wasn't saved from drowning because he was never born. And his brother got the congressional uh, Medal of Honor for saving a whole group of men in war. So all those men died. Just think about your life and my life. If if we had never been born, think of how different your life and my life, our families would have been. Of course, if we'd never been born, our life wouldn't be around. But think about how many lives your life touches. And that's kind of what It's a Wonderful Life talks about. It's, you know, you've touched so many lives that you don't even know about. So many people are better because of you. So many people have uh, more opportunities, uh, maybe uh, children, grandchildren, uh, parents, uh, whatever it may be. But the storyline goes on that he, he, he don't want to be like that. He, he wants to. To live. He wants to uh, overcome. He wants to go back uh, because it was a wonderful life. We have a wonderful life, and that life is in Jesus. Can you say amen to that? We may struggle financially. We may struggle materially. We may struggle to pay bills but we have a wonderful life. Why? Because 
we have life in Christ. He's our Savior. I have good news. I have heard glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So even at my low times, I can give him glory. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, I will worship you because of who you are. I want to close with that. I want to just kind of help us to have happiness. We have a Savior. Sing this with me. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Yes, I worship you because of who you are. That's right. Well, we hope you have a great evening. We hope you've been blessed by today's study. We have a Savior, Christ the Lord. And he's bringing us happiness, contentment, and peace. All while we're on this earth, but I'm going to give him glory. I hope you do too. Can't wait to see everybody Sunday at 2 o'clock. Hope everybody is healthy and well. And always lifting up the Lord. Maybe saying, because of who you are. That's why I praise you. Hallelujah. Everybody have a great night.